Oh, Trixie, I wish I had headphones for you. We could listen to Hound Sounds together. You're listening to Hound Sounds, telling stories great and small of dogs around the world. Hound Sounds is supported by Lily's Kitchen, who make proper food for dogs. Hello, I'm Kate Vall. One of the great things about dogs is they don't judge. They love us the way we are. In Homeless People and Their Dogs, Dom Rorty was struck by the great bond he saw between people and dogs living on the streets of London, so he went in search of their stories. I'm a cyclist in London. I cycle the length and breadth of the city, day and night, all year round. And one of the things I notice are homeless people and their dogs. In the summer, they are in the parks, and in the winter, they are shrouded in blankets and under cardboard boxes near tube stations. What always strikes me is their incredible bond. They are in it together, come hell or high water. Recently, I was in Endell Street in Covent Garden and knocked on the door of the St Mungo's Homeless Hostel, where dogs and their owners are welcome. My name is James McGlinchey. I'm 56 years old. My dog's name is Bubbles. She's eight years old. She's a staff, but she looks like an English Bill Cross, but uh, she is actually a full staff. I've had her since she was 13 months old. My name's Gillian Chisholm. Bella is a lovely young lady now. She's just starting to grow up. She's just adorable. She's two. I met Gillian and her lovely young lady, Bella, a cocker spaniel, at the hostel. A peaceful place which was once a school for the poor and is now a welcome refuge for the homeless, people and dogs. She wakes me up in the morning. She's just adorable. I miss her when I leave her and I'm glad to get home when I come home. Most people here have started life in a different part of the country. Oh, I had to leave Pembrokeshire because I I lost my house. I had a big house, a big garden. And so when you came to London, did you come by yourself? I stayed with my son in in his bedsit and then um, they were renovating the building and we had to leave. So um, we ended up squatting in Dalston, and I had Bella, so I squatted for a while. And then um, I, I sofa surfed, which is not nice. What do you think you might be able to sort of describe how it was when you first got here? Like I'm in a bad dream and you haven't woken up and the, the rug's been pulled under your feet. Other temporary residents are James and Bubbles. They too have had their share of trauma and neglect. I rescued her from a, a house. People in the house, uh, the guy had been sent to prison for some naughty stuff and uh, he wasn't allowed to come back to the house. And so the dog was being uh, gotten rid of. The, the, the lady that had the dog, while her son was in prison, she was attending a Narcotics Anonymous meetings, the same as me. It was a sunny day and the dog was uh, whining to get out into the 
the fields, you know. And I often just take her out into the, the grass, you know, to let her run around. You know. What was it about her that you thought, oh, I'll, I'll have her? What, what was it? Well, uh, it was obviously the dog was just a nuisance to her, you know. Uh, she, was, she was very young and I went to the house to see the dog and it was a, a boiling hot day, you know. She was just tied by a bit of string to the radiator and she couldn't move. And the woman was cooking uh, some fish and chips or something, and uh, I, I let the dog off because I was sort of playing with her. And uh, the dog followed her from the kitchen into the living room because she had a plate of food. And she just turned around and kicked the dog because it was smelling the foods, you know. And I thought, this dog needs to get out of here, you know. And so what was it you saw in that young, sort of vulnerable puppy, was it? I'd had a similar start in life. Um, I'd, I'd been neglected um, when I was young. I was taken into care when I was about three years old. I just felt a, a kindred spirit, you know. Like, you know, she needed uh, she needed help. I, I, I was just attracted to her, you know. She was so uh, beautiful and uh, giving and loving, you know. We've been together ever since. So, and how long do you say you've been together now? Um, well, she was 13 months when I got her. Um, so it's been about seven years now. For many years, my family have fostered dogs who are in training to become hearing dogs. I find it incredibly moving to experience their willingness to help and their love towards their owner. For Gillian, Bella brings out her compassion. She's a 24-hour companion, giving her life meaning and structure. But more than that, Bella is a total rock. Well, she sleeps with me. She's got three beds in my room. I get her up, um, we have tea, we go straight to the church. She meets her 10, 30 friends. There's a bunch of us with dogs and we all meet. And they have a sort of doggy run and we have a little chat. And then I bring her back about an hour later, I feed her. If I'm working, I leave her about half one and I come back at 5.30. She's got a lot of toys and she can eat what she wants because she's not a greedy girl. So I always have dried dog food and I feed her a fresh meat twice a day. And I water her, of course, and she has a shower once a week with me. I keep busy, yeah, because I do quite a few hours in Oxfam in a week, maybe three days, three hours a day. But that's really good, it keeps me busy and it tires me and when I come up, I take Bella out and then I take her for a midnight quick walk around here. But my favourite place is St Giles's Church, the graveyard is really nice. She always tries to dig up the plague, because you know, I tell her stories that there's smells and things, and she likes it. You're listening to Hound Sounds, telling stories great and small of dogs around the world. Hound Sounds is supported by Lily's Kitchen, who make proper food for dogs. quite often see people rough on the streets staying with dogs. Why do you think that people do have dogs on the street? What, what do you think uh, there's fairly different reasons. Sometimes uh, I, I get angry at people because 
I've had people come up to me and, and say, can I borrow your dog to go begging, you know, and they want to use it to get money out of people and stuff like that, you know, and it makes me quite angry because they just want to use the, the dog. I, I can understand that they're in a situation, but, you know, to make a dog sit on a cold pavement for eight hours, it's just wrong, you know. James and Gillian have actually both spent long stretches sleeping rough, but Gillian also finds it hard to see the dogs rather than the people sleeping on the streets. As long as you can look after your dog and your dog's not neglected, it's horrible being homeless for anyone and even the dog, it's not fair, really. Dogs should have a home. But these people are lonely. It's horrible seeing a dog sleep outside. There's people that's left the hostel to go back on the street because they can't adapt to a, a normal life. I get really upset because it's really cold. That's why I go to St Giles's in the morning. There's a lot of homeless people that go in there. And, you know, it's cold, it's not nice. So what if you were in a position where, say you didn't have a hostel place, what would you have to do about that? Would you still keep her if you weren't in a hostel? Yes, I've always had dogs. Why is it dogs in particular? Why not cats? Dogs are just so intelligent. They're so loving. And they never lie to you. They don't. They have no other genders. They just, they love you. And it's just lovely. Do you think that they're more trustworthy than humans? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get guilt trip because I really want to give her a good life, you know. I had a flat and the neighbours found out uh, I was an addict and I had AIDS and they uh, sort of stitched me up and got me evicted, you know, and I lost everything. And that was in 2010, so I've basically been in hostels ever since then. And so the places like this are great, that's at Mungo's, I mean, you've got yeah, space for yeah. to have the dog. So what sort of things... Like, for example, this afternoon, what will you give her a drink and feed her and what, what sort of things? Yeah, yeah, um, well, I try to cook every day, but a lot of the time I don't have the appetite, so she tends to get a lot of the food that uh, I cook, you know. She's not uh, a greedy dog. If she's bored, you know, she'll eat more, so it's more that she doesn't get out enough sometimes, you know, because uh, I've got other things going on, like my addiction, you know, sometimes that comes first and uh, I get on a bit of a guilt trip because of it, you know. Sometimes I'm just not well enough to get up first thing in the morning, you know. So what are her favourite things to eat? What do you like cooking from? What does she like? She likes bones. She likes bones. I go to the butchers and I get bones for her. I'll buy spare ribs and make spare ribs and pot of soup and she'll get the bone or something like that. And she's a bit clever. If she knows there's something else on the go, she'll plant the tin food and wait for whatever else is on the go. You said before you feel like she's like a kindred spirit. What is it that's special about the relationship you have with her where other relationships well, it's just fail? It's just a trust thing, you know, it's just like an unconditional relationship. It doesn't matter what I do, you know. She doesn't hold grudges, she, she forgives you for everything, you know. It's, as I say, it's, it's unconditional, you know, unconditional love, you know. A dog lives for the day, you know what I mean? Dogs don't live in the past, they live for the day and you always get a second chance with the dog, you know. It's, I've never hurt her or 
had to punish her or anything like that, you know. I just treat her like the way I would want to be treated, you know. We just seem to be in tune, you know. In Homeless People and Their Dogs, Dom Rorty spoke to Gillian and James and their dogs Bella and Bubbles at St Mungo's Homeless Hostel. Music and mixing was by Chris O'Shaughnessy. Other Hound Sound pack members are Beth Clayton and Andy Pritchard, and our editor is Kate Bland. If you think you've got a great dog story and you want to join the pack at Hound Sounds, please get in touch from wherever you are in the world. There are details on the Hound Sounds website, houndsounds.co.uk. Hold up. 